0: Hello and welcome Success Cigarette to this new
1: episode of the Success a great Podcast with Rose Hussain Talib. In this episode, I'm speaking with Liz Cortez. She used to be a fitness influencer and now she's working full-time with her husband at Triple Fish Local. They help small businesses get more traffic with local SEO and help them get more clients by implementing story brand copywriting to their websites. So this episode is going to be full of information for you to digest also, I would love to chat with you personally to know where you are in your business and even in your life. So grab a spot and book a call with me directly. It's totally free. It just I want to know who you are. I want to know who are the secret Nation is. So go to successsecret.net for free call and let's chat. Okay, so hope to see you also on the call. And hopefully this episode will be useful to you and your local business. Les, welcome to the Success a Great Podcast.
2: How are you saying? Thanks for having me on. Good to be awesome, here. Awesome. Awesome
1: to have you here. So Les, first of all, let me get this one. You started as a fitness influencer back seven years ago, which is something I assume that is a good place to be. And you changed that with your husband to, to work basically starting your own business for, for local businesses, providing them with, with SEO services. So why, why did that happen?
2: So I that's what I went to school for is exercise science, and then I got a second degree in nutrition dietetics because I knew to help people lose weight, I you need to exercise and nutrition. There's all kinds of things. And I went down that path, opened up a local business. My husband, he also had local businesses. So when we say local, you're looking for clients in your city. They don't want to drive more than ten minutes. typically, they want someone local in their city. So he, his background, he had cell phone stores, he had restaurants, he had multiple brick and mortar businesses. And I, let's see, I went online doing all the online marketing stuff in 2009, but I developed chronic pain because I was working way too many hours. I was doing too many sports. I was just go, go, go burning both ends of the candle, which a lot of business owners do. I mean, even now, like some people are homeschooling their kids and you're working a full-time job and you're building an online business on the side. And so I had burnout and the burnout showed up as chronic pain that did not go away for seven, seven. years. It finally went away this past spring. Thank goodness. I'm so <laughs> thankful. But you. seven years. So that was a big reason because I kept at the gym. People like, are you pregnant? Did you, You're gaining weight. Like I just why aren't you doing the exercise why can't you show me this and they didn't understand the chronic pain and they're like that's just in your head and i just i just felt like i need to pull back and we already had this vision for our marketing agency and i felt like building two different businesses when one is just not working and i need to work on my own health i felt like let's close that down um and I'll put the hours that I was able to work inside our company and build that. And I'm so thankful I made that decision. It was the hardest decision I ever made um, because my identity was in my fitness and health and strength and all the things I used to do. And that's, that's not where your identity should be. It shouldn't be in your job or something that you do. Like you're a human, like you're Mm. unique and special. Like it shouldn't Mm. be based on your performance. So close that down. And now seven years later, I'm just so thankful I made that decision.
1: So so when did, when did you start with your husband? Did you think that uh, what are my chances of success in this one? Did you know a lot about this space?
2: Yeah, so I it was always my dream to work with my spouse even before I was married. Really? That was my dream.
1: <laughs> yes, <Okay>. I know.
2: <laughs> so many people say I could never work with my spouse. That's crazy. Like. I'm thankful for my job or I'm thankful that my kids go to school. Like I can't be around them all the time, but that was my dream um, before I met him. So when I was dating people before him, I, that was one of the the qualities I wanted us to be entrepreneur and want to do something together. And so (laughs) that was, that was one thing Um, I did have a background in online marketing because in 2009 I started working with online marketers and took a local business online so learned how to do the funnels and website and blogging and YouTube and um Instagram wasn't even out back then like the social the social media was like Facebook so I built up a Facebook page of 70,000 likes mm-hmm. on it like I built that off YouTube video, all those things. And then I had online courses and memberships, all the things. So I did that. So I did have a background in online marketing. And then um, we got advice from a friend and she said, instead of you guys just opening up your own agency, why don't you go work for another agency, help Mm -hmm. them build theirs, learn all the systems, what works, what doesn't work and do that first. So I'm so glad we did that. We helped grow that agency from making like 40000 a month to 65000 a month just Monthly in like months. three months. It was really quick. We learned their systems. But the problem is the owner gambled away all that money around Christmas time and let go half of his company. So he let go wow. of us salespeople. And so that was a total bummer. But it also was a blessing because we we have this vision to have our own agency anyway. So what a perfect time to break away and just push down it. the nest and go and do something. So it was scary, but both of us are entrepreneurs. So we were up for the challenge and we just grew slowly every month and took care of our clients.
1: Yeah. Awesome. So when you take, took the sleep from working with four another people when they slept and they want, you went working for yourself, for your husband. So, what is the one thing do you think that the most important thing that you focused on to, to reach where you are now?
2: I'd say the number one thing is relationships. That's what the R in rebel fish is our core value is our rebel core values. And the R's for relationships matter. I think that is what has helped us so much because Relationships matter in the E, one of the E's in Rebel Fish is everyone wins. Those two core values help us make decisions, whether it's hiring, whether it's taking care of clients, um, whether it's say no, say no to a project of them hiring us, even though they want to work with us so bad, because I think they'd be a better fit with someone else. Like I did that on Friday, it was going to be a huge project, but I knew My other friend's agency, I just knew they'd be a better fit over there. And so I think that um, instead of being as focused on the money, the money is great. You know, working from home and having freedom to being debt free, like all that stuff is great, but it's the relationships that we've built. I think that is what has made the biggest difference in our success.
1: Yeah, that's definitely a game changer because like nowadays with your business uh, there are a lot of similar business like yours and there's a lot of similar businesses to other businesses. <clears throat> people when they do want to create content for their website write blog posts uh, these things are basically not sometimes not in their control but what you can control is having good relationship with people who can help you out build your business and grow with time so Do you think that if someone now wants to start an online business, an entrepreneur wants to start an online business, someone wants to quit their job, for example, should they focus on building relationship first? Do you think, or should they like like what we are seeing now, start creating content online, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, or whatever?
2: I've seen we've had clients that, like, say it's like a doctor's, like a medical practice, and they. They've wanted to branch out on their own, and they're like, so it can be tricky if you are working for a company and you're creating something that's similar to where you are now. That company may not like that. Um, you may have a non compete, an NDA, or something like saying for two years you won't work with clients. So first check your contracts and see what what is the agreement. Um, in in our case, everyone we hire. Their goal is to have their own agency. Now, has anyone we've hired the past seven years actually created their own agency? No, but their goal, that was their goal. But to have an agency is really hard work. It's a its a lot. It's not just easy and you, you make all this cash. And so I think as you're planning, um, you have to first know what does your employer, how are they going to be? Hopefully your employer is cool and wants just the best for you and knows that you're there just for a period of time. You're not going to be there for 20 years and retire, most likely. People move jobs, I don't know, every five, five years, 10 years. Um, Not many people stay. And I'm hearing that it's even worse right now. I'm hearing what I heard on the news the other day is that people are working their job and they're working remotely, but they're doing the minimum they're doing their hours, but they're doing the minimum and they're spacing out their work. So they're getting paid, but then they start building something on the side. And I don't think that's cool. I think if you are working for a company, be focused, do your best job at that company and don't steal from the company by working on your business during those hours or dragging out a project. So you, you get fired or whatever happens. Um, I'm seeing that that is something that is going on. It's like I think you need to do your best at whatever you're doing, and it is scary. I I have friends that have quit their jobs to start their own business. They um, maybe had a bunch of vacation days saved up where they could take off two months because they never took time off, so they built up all these vacation days, and so they're like, "I'm going to build a business and launch it in two months." And I didn't really see any of them make it happen, but the ones that were the most successful that had jobs, they kept their job, or maybe they pulled back to part-time if that worked for their family, but they kept their job until their income was matching what they made. Now we didn't have that luxury. We all let go. We needed to pay our bills within two weeks. And we, back then we did have debt. So um, if you do have debt or student loans, um, it could be harder for you to quit your job. That's scary and only rely on other people paying you. or you are doing marketing or social media, making it work? And so I think it's scary and it depends on your family and what you do. But I think the best route is keep your job And then work extra hours on the side if it's five or ten hours a week. um, Yeah, like the reason
1: that you mentioned because because of Corona nineteen COVID nineteen, I believe that companies, especially big corporations, this is what I'm seeing. I know that they wanted to cut costs because they saw that they can do a lot of jobs remotely, and this remotely remote things with their employees. They saw that there is an opportunity for them to increase to sorry to to decrease the costs, to put more work in the employees for the same employees they already have, and cut employees from other places. So this is what happens to big companies. But anyways, so online businesses, how how or what are the best online marketing strategies that they are effective?
2: Yes, whether you're online or local. I, you can always have a Google business profile. So most people think those are only for local businesses that you have a physical address, but you could set yourself up as a service-based business. And that means you could work with people online. If you're a coach um, you could have like you service 50 miles in your city. And so you could be getting local traffic to your website through Google business profile. So You don't get as much attention as if you did have a physical address in your city. But um, that is something I've seen. You can get like 100 people a month coming to your website through Google Mm -hmm. Business Profile. I've even had, we've had clients that get 1,000 people coming to their website per month just through their Google Business Profile. That means someone locally was looking for them. So Mm -hmm. I'd say first focus on local, getting found locally. Because if you can't, let's say you're a business coach. If you can't get found in your city for business coaching, people won't hire you in your own city or your neighborhood or at the organizations you go to, how it's going to be so much harder for you to get clients to find you nationwide or in another country. I see you smiling. Are you agreeing with me?
1: Yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. You, you, you have to have to do the work somewhere near you. Actually, this is this is important. Now, now we know that, for example, online is different. You can drive like on a website, you can drive international traffic, but on a certain level, like local business or a local SEO, it might be, let's say, less competitive. That, so that's another angle for someone to start at, right?
2: You got it. It's definitely less competitive. And, um, and you also, you want to know what, what what are those keywords that we call the money keywords? The money keywords are the keywords that people are looking at. Those searches on Google, they're looking at because they want to hire someone. And most likely when someone is searching, they're looking to hire someone within the next 30 to 90 days. When they go into Google, people go into Google and they type in problems they're having. They want to solve their problem. And people aren't going to Facebook to go solve their problem. Most of the time they're bored you know, like, so if you have something really cheap, you could get someone with an ad if you have something really low, but if you have something that's higher ticket, like you're a coach or you have a a course, um, Facebook could be great for you, but Google or blogging or doing some YouTube videos to drive traffic to your site, uh, that could be even better. And that's what we've seen um, because I mean, I have friends that all they did was Facebook ads. And last year when Facebook shut down for that day, I know people that lost $7,000, $10,000 on that day because their Facebook ads were shut down because the platform was shut down. So I believe in having a firm foundation. So having a foundation that you can't just rely on the platform or you can't just rely on referrals coming from one source, because at any time, that could be turned off, shut down. And what are you left with? Well, you if you have a website, an email list, you'll, you'll be pretty good to move to another platform or do something different, stay in connection with those people that are following you.
1: Exactly. So do you believe, like, for example, having a website is essential nowadays? It's a must. And, of course, trying to build this email list because... Like you mentioned, when, for example, Facebook, Instagram, these social media website, when they went down, they stayed for hours, I believe, like so. So a lot of people were uh, hit with that. So it's important to have a website, and in this website, have certain elements in the website that convert the visitors into, a, let's say, a subscriber or a client. So what do you think is the best way to turn someone who visits a certain website? Into a subscriber, do you think?
2: Yes. I think when you send someone to a website, websites typically have lots of places you could go to. You could go to a blog, you could read about a service, you are showing your education, your accolades, you're showing all these things. And so websites can be very confusing for someone for the first time when they come to your site. I believe on your homepage of your website, you can have a simple, just have a homepage, an about page, a contact us, a blog. That's pretty much it. That's all you need. Maybe a service page if you have multiple services, but those are really the pages that you need. And on that home page, there just needs to be one call to action, one thing to do. So like in our case, and if you are like a consultant, a coach, probably you get people to work with you because you get on a phone call you get on a zoom call. So if that's how people buy your services and get to ask your questions, well, that needs to be your direct call to action a schedule a call and have your Calendly link or whatever your scheduling software is like seven times on your homepage, have that button in between each section. So it's very clear to work with you. I have to schedule a call or if you're an e-commerce store to buy from you, you have to shop now. Like it's very clear. It's not passive. Like learn more. Like, of course I'm wanting to learn more. I'm clicking on your website, reading blogs, but you want direct call to actions that tell people what to do. So they're not confused and they know what step to take. Okay. First I'm going to schedule a call. Then I'm going to pick a package and then I'm going to grow my business. Like it's very clear and simple what to do.
1: Yeah. So now what do you think is people doing wrong with their websites. Besides that, it's not clear. There's no certain call to action. One of the, for example, marketing strategies that, let's say, allude businesses or online businesses to do multiple things like there are a lot of things to do social media, blogging, a lot of th- video marketing now. So, in your own perspective, what is the most important one of these? So, it, does it depend on the business itself or should a business go all out on everything? doing blogging video and social media with different types like Instagram or TikTok, all these kinds of things.
2: Yeah. So I think it does depend on the business. Um, There are some industries that SEO just it's too expensive. It's not going to work like for most realtors for, if you're a realtor, it's going to be really hard to do SEO. Now it's not impossible. It's not for all. It's not impossible, but it, if you're doing SEO, you really want to have a team and, um, there's a specific strategy to do in in your city to get ranked. But some cities, like I'm in San Diego, I had a good friend that wanted to hire us and she wanted to hire us for, to do everything, help her with all her marketing. And I, we did the research and I was like, it's pretty much impossible. It's impossible to do what you want to do and just show up on Google for that because of all these big guys, Zillow and Redfin, all that. So there are some industries, um, but typically, when you do contacts, like let's say an SEO company or you contact someone to do Google ads for you, they're going to do an audit or even a website designer. They're going to do an audit and they're going to tell you most of the time, they're going to look at your competitors in your city. Um, or if you're just work nationwide, you may know three or five websites that you love. And then they can tell you, like, we had a dentist that wanted to quit SEO services and do Google ads because his other dentist was doing it. Mm-hmm. And so we did an audit in his city and we were like, for you to do, to switch to Google ads, you need to spend $5,000 per month. Now this dentist was spending 500 per month. for some local SEO. And, but he didn't know. He's like, well, this is what my friend does, but your friend's in another city. Your, your friend, there's different people competition in the area, but for your area where he lived, it was going to be 5,000 a month. We're like, we don't recommend you doing this. That's a lot of money. You could do that, but um, that that's a lot to be spending when you're trying to save money as they are going into like a recession, most likely. So. I, I think, I think looking as for social media, since I know so many people like got to go to the influencers, we got to do social media. Like, um, my opinion on social media is you just have to look like you're open on social media. Like there are influencers that get paid for ads. I mean, I have a friend, she told me yesterday, she's making eight videos. She's making $31,000 to make eight TikTok videos. Hey, she's an influencer. And I'm like, that's amazing. I am so excited for you. Am I on TikTok? No, that is not, that's not what like I want to do. I'll cheer her on. I'm so excited for her, but she's getting those brand deals. And I'm like, if you have that personality and you love making the videos and you love doing that, I personally don't love doing that. And so we just look like we're open on social media. And in the past with fitness, yeah, I did all the videos. I did all that. I worked really hard on it, but, um, I think you need to check and say, what do you love doing? And then you can also analyze how many sales are coming through the platform. So if you're podcasting, writing blogs, YouTube videos, um, on your forms, when people want to work with you, you can say, how did you hear about us? And someone may say social media. I've never had someone say, I found you on social media, even though I do the hashtag strategies, I do the things that we're all taught to do. But, Mm -hmm. um, I really, I can figure out if someone came through blogs, I have people write that down on my form. It's like, oh yeah, I read this blog from you. And then I sign up for a call. I get that frequently. And so that's why I love SEO. I love blogging, um, and creating that evergreen content because on social media, I mean, Twitter, a twitter a tweet is only good for 15 seconds right 15 minutes i don't i don't know the status something like that i mean an instagram story is gone within 24 hours so if you want evergreen it's like podcasting that can be up people can listen i mean i binged 200 episodes from podcasts i really like and gone back years like it's i cuz i really loved the podcast and i listened to all of them
1: Awesome. So let's let's focus a little bit on blogging. So, uh, what ideas do you have, for example, to to create title ideas, for example? And as we know, SEO is whether it's like international, let's say, or uh, national or local, like you do. So it's competitive in a way, right, to certain level. So what? How do you come up with the ideas, for example? Uh, what what type of blog post do you write? Like you mentioned Evergreen. So there are an SEO What I know. There are what they call long tail and uh, short tail, I believe. So these kind of things. And you also mentioned earlier the, the money keywords. So how do you come up with the titles to better convert when people search for them and go to the website? Also, at the same time, do you believe that people should make people go to a certain website to a blog page like we're talking here now or is it better from your experience if you are a little bit involved in this talking about funnels like going immediately to a page where they subscribe immediately and get their gift pdf or video training or whatever
2: right right yeah so we have a team of writers that works for us and then I have one writer that works personally for me, and she helps me with our two websites that we have. Um, we have one for our agency, and then I have a personal brand website. And so she helps me to write and work on the emails that go out from that and the social media posts. So I have one person dedicated just to me. So. We do a little different strategy based on my strategy versus my husband that is working on 30 clients, like in our team, it's a little different than what he does, but I, um, so what I'll share what we do for our company, because it's more of an online marketing approach because we're an agency and we work with clients all across the U S and even some other countries. Um, versus what we do for our clients is only local. Okay. So hopefully that makes sense. So what I was looking at hiring um, a second writer for me, because Google wants you to be consistent. They want to see you be posting. And Google also wants, if you're writing a blog, they want to see at least 1500 words. That's why doing a podcast interview you can talk in 30 minutes. You can get over 1,500 words and then format it so that it can be a really great blog post. But why has been working so great is write, writing down a list when you're on a sales call and writing down all the questions that you get. Now, there are tools out there that can record your sales calls when if you're using Zoom. I forget. It's a call. I don't use it. I just learned about it. It's called Phantom. It's free. And it can record your call. And what it does is after you get a you get a um email and it's broken up based on the questions that were asked. Okay. Mm -hmm. So that's an easy way to get a list of the questions. Because if you keep repeating yourself on sales calls, um, it would be great if you have that content on your website, even if only 10 people search. For the keywords that are in that question you're answering a month, that still is 10 people. I think it's worth it to write a blog, even for 10 people. If that question is going to help lead them to sale to hire you. So mm-hmm. they um, the guy that I've that I'm hired, so the second writer to help us because we want more content to go out. So now I'll have two writers working for me personally for our two sites. He told me that. He writes for, um, following the strategy from this book. It's called you, you ask, we answer. I think that's the name of the book. You ask, we answer. I'm reading it right now on audible, but they go over this strategy in detail. And I, I'd already been doing the strategy. Like I said, I started blogging in 2009. So I learned about, you know, some people call them these response posts, questions, um, I, I already was writing these because I'm like, I want to answer people's questions because I'm tired of repeating myself over and over. So why don't I record something or write something to answer their questions? So I was doing that back then. And then uh, lots of people do it. But this book has been really good. Um, and they go more in detail of how to. So they'll write blog, have blogs of like 100 questions people have asked. So I'm looking forward to working with this new writer because he's going to implement the whole strategy of that book into our personal business. So I don't know how that looks. I His first day is today. So we'll be seeing, you know, it takes typically nine months for Google to rank a blog, but I'm really excited to try out this new strategy and see is following this book going to, like, bring in more ideal customers and that are ready to buy from us versus the blogging strategy that I've been doing the past few years for our sites. So, I'm always mm. testing things out. So, I'm really curious. So,
1: if you didn't test, yeah. you don't know what, what's going to happen. Yeah. Right. So, so, speaking of this thing, what are some of the best habits that you personally? Uh, by yourself or with your husband are implementing on a personal level that are keeping you, let's say, motivated or energized to do the work every day?
2: So what gets me energized, I, I'm i in San Diego. So right now it's summertime over here and it is hot by the afternoon. I Definitely. don't want to sit in my office and work. No, I want to go to the beach and go paddle boarding or go on a bike ride. It's just so much cooler to be outside and have the wind blowing So what motivates me even to start meetings at 6 a.m. on some days is in the afternoon when it's hot, I'm gonna go outside. Um, either go to the beach or go do that. So that's been really um helping me. Uh and I think that's the top thing. I really like getting outdoors. And there's many years where I would close my blinds and I wouldn't even watch the sunset. And we have a beautiful, we can watch the sunset. And I now seven years into business with my husband, we have so many more boundaries around our time. And so we have like a much better lifestyle business than we did, but there was many years I didn't watch the sunset. I skipped my meals. I didn't drink water. I, I didn't exercise even though I was a fitness person, but like I said, I had chronic pain. So it, it -hmm. was painful to walk even 10 minutes at times. So now I'm just really thankful that the chronic pain is gone and I can move my body and I can do all these water sports this summer, which has been really fun. So that's what I'll be doing after after this. I'll be going, doing something at the beach.
1: Awesome. So what do you think that some of the resources and tools that you use personally or for your business that would benefit someone who's starting to building their online business website or blog, for example?
2: Yeah, so we we like WordPress websites. So I know lots of people. You know, when you're getting started, you like to use a self-host or a a hosted website, like a uh, Wix or Squarespace. Um, So a lot of people get started there. I really like, and you can do some SEO over there. But I really, I really love it. Even my first website, I built it on WordPress myself. I just followed step by step tutorial it didn't look beautiful. It looked pretty terrible, but it, it worked fine. And I didn't have money to invest in 2009, a lot to build a fancy website. And so I just started, started small like that and it it worked, um, was able to make a living from it. So I really promote that you build your, like a foundation, build your site, right? So if you, like see you having this business for the long haul, I'd say build it on WordPress. Um, If you are going to be doing SEO, I think that's the best place to be. And if you are on WordPress, we like to use this plugin, this SEO tool called Rank Math SEO. So the old one was Yoast SEO. But two years ago, we thought that it was worth the money and time to pay our team to move all of our clients over to Rank Math SEO. So we really felt like it's better. And it um, it also like, what I like about it is you can also see if you hire a team, you can see what your team is doing. So if you're like, that agency didn't do any work, I paid them all this money. And that happens all the time because it's confusing. What, what does a web developer or graphic designer do? And what do you mean it took you 10 hours to do that one little thing? We don't, we don't know. Cause we don't do that job, but with some online tools, they can help hold your team accountable and you can like see like step-by-step step what you did. Um, we had one doctor client that did not want to change over. Um, but so our web developer who does some of the SEO updates had to create a spreadsheet what and document every little thing that we did and was so irritating um so because with Yoast you can't you can't see what all was updated mm-hmm. and it's harder to give the report so it just was a lot more work and so mm-hmm. i those are the two tools that i really love the best
1: i love wordpress i despite i'm not the expert on it but i to me if there is something i don't know i would learn to do it I don't like the, the website that you mentioned that they have this kind of a frame for it. You, you If you want to build some kind of a website, you need to know what goes on the back scene, I believe. So WordPress is is for that. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. So as an entrepreneur and a business owner online, so what, what do you think that certain things that you are not good at?
2: Yes, so I I am big on not doing the th- things that I'm not good at. So I like the personality test called Strengths Finder, and it tells you what your top five strengths are. And when I took that test, my husband, most of his strengths are relationship building. That's why clients rarely ever quit because he is so big on relationships and taking care of our clients that he's amazing with them. For me, most of my strengths are influencing strengths. So that's how I became a fitness influencer. Like they're just natural abilities. Like I want to give, I want to help people. I love being on podcasts. I love doing sales calls, which a sales call like um isn't just sell, selling the whole entire time. I'm teaching, I'm listening, I'm getting to know, I'm strategizing. So I love doing those things. So in February I took some time off and just to decide what's next for us. And in that time of, you know, going to the beach and praying and figuring out what was next, I realized, I was like, we're, I'm already successful. I'm already smart. I don't have to keep doing what I've been doing these past seven years. And I decided to cut back to five to 10 hours a week. So Mm -hmm. I had to change my schedule and say, what does it look like to only work in our company that many hours. So right now, all I do is pot, do podcasting. Um, I already told you, I don't really do much on social media. I will post and promote, promote other people's things on social media. That's about it on socials, promoting other people. And then I do sales calls and um, that fills up my five or 10 hours a week. And then the rest of the time, I've been able to learn, um, take on other hobbies and learn other things like around finances and investing. Um, because if you are making all this money in your company, but then you're just spending it on your personal stuff, I think you will not be set up for success. Even right now, I'm hearing experts say you really should have six to 12 months saved right now. If we're going to go into a recession and like, whoa, six to 12 months in your business account. Like, whoa, that's a lot of money. I mean, and most people have debt and like, so I think, um, I think the timing was good. I didn't know what was going to happen with the economy and stuff, but to be able to pull back, uh, has been really, it's been really nice. And my husband loves it. He feels so proud that he has a a semi almost housewife like <laughs> we don't have kids yet but that's another thing that we would love to have kids next year and so I'm just setting up my life and my schedule to like be a stay-at-home mom and take care of them and uh starting it now that I can still work you know five ten hours
1: and yeah. we
2: can do that's, it. That's like good. yeah.
1: Because you're working like the book of the 10 First for our work week you're kinda of at that place. Right. Yeah.
2: Right. It's totally possible. It can happen, but it took seven years in this one company to get here. And I had two of us working really hard for seven years. Mm -hmm. And so, but it's definitely possible. So keep keep hanging in there, keep working and making your dream come true. It's
1: so it might be it might need a little bit of time, but it could be it could happen. Yeah. So what would you say one takeaway for the success nation to take from this episode? From your opinion. Let's
2: see. One, one takeaway. Man, I shared lots of things today. Um, I'd say the one takeaway would be like fill up your time with the things that you really enjoy doing. If you don't enjoy doing social media, just look like you're alive over there. Post once a week. Um, If you love blogging, then do that. If you love podcasting, doing YouTube videos, do that. But I think everyone needs, every business needs some kind of content strategy, something that you're doing on a weekly basis. And that is going to help you with your marketing, with your sales, with getting more customers, building your company, but you don't have to do all of them. You can just pick one to do. And if you do it for a couple of years, you don't like it anymore, you can switch to another one, then go for that. But it's worth. I think it's worth the time to keep um, to do like what you like. And when you first start your business, you're going to have to do lots of things you don't really enjoy. I didn't enjoy creating citations for all the review sites manually. I did that for years. I didn't enjoy replying back to reviews for our clients. Like that wasn't fun for me to do, but I did it for years because, um, I needed to do that stuff. But then it came to a point where I could hire someone to do that work for me. And so that was really great to make that happen. So, well, so hopefully think, that can be encouraging.
1: Yeah. So it's just important to focus on one thing. Because me personally, when you do, when you are doing multiple things and you're putting your focus here and there, you get scattered, you get shattered even. So, so it's not that good to to focus on multiple things. It's better to focus on one main thing. And uh, you will achieve what uh, what you're looking for, right?
2: Right, so, I agree. Yeah. One, so one where, thing, focus on one thing.
1: So, where can people get in touch with you, Liz?
2: Yes, the best place. Um, if you want to learn more about SEO and you like like learning, I have a free mini course to for five hacks to get on Google page one. It's step by step. I tell you exactly the strategy of what to do. So if you don't have the money to hire someone, that's a great place to start. And you go to rebelfishlocal.com slash five dash hacks. And that that's the best place to go to, but you could search for my name, Liz Cortez. And then I put online. So Liz Cortez with an S online. And I hang out the most if you are gonna send me a message on social media on Instagram or on LinkedIn. So those are the two places where if you have a question or a thought and you want to reach out, reach out to me over there and just say that you listen to me on the Success Grid podcast. And um, that will be really, really great.
1: Awesome. Well, Liz, thank you for being here today with me on this episode. You give us cool tips on that, on local businesses. Hopefully people, if they want to like grow their, especially local businesses, reach out to you and on your website. Thank you and uh, take
0: care. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of Success Grid. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. And if you found value in the show, rate and leave a review on iTunes. For more resources, visit successgrid.net. Until next time.